you could change any choices you have ever made, would you? You can always make another choice and change the course of your success. Everyone has the potency to make inspired choices. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the creativity that is you. Now, here is the host of Inspired Choices Radio Show, Holographist Coach, Christine McIver. Welcome, 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 everyone. I'm so excited for today's show, or am I? (laughs) It's going to be an interesting one for sure. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so glad that together we're creating this show, because each and every time you join the show, your energy actually contributes, and it's it's a major gift to myself and to all of our hosts. So before we get into tonight's show, and and I'll just quickly tell you what tonight's show is called. It's called I Failed to Speak, an unusual topic for a radio show host. And if you know me and have only known me in the last few years, you may think that never happened. (laughs) But I'm going to tell you all about this. So before we get into that, I do want to tell you a little bit about myself and what I do and create in the world. So This show is called Inspired Choices, as it's on the Inspired Choices Network. I have been inspired in my life in so many ways and love to be inspired, love to inspire others. And this, uh, the name Inspired Choices actually came forth when I started my own business and really looking at what it was that I really knew my business wanted to be called and and what stirred and what spoke to me. So when I moved forward with my radio show, which was a few years later, it just seemed very logical to go with Inspired Choices um, as an area that I would speak from. And and out of that, a few years after that, um, in 2017, the network was actually born and when we looked at it, and I looked at it with team members, this is what the network wanted to be called. And I'm very humbled that <laughs> that moment that I spent with myself looking at, looking in my small little living room at the time and, and looking around and, and imagining what it was that wanted to come through, the word that popped off the wall was the word inspired. And the thing that I've struggled with my whole life was choices. always felt like I wanted to have someone else make the choices so I would make a right choice. So I knew that the thing that really got me excited and the thing that challenged me was going to be a beautiful combination, and here we are. So what I do in the world is I actually work with individuals and organizations, and speak to groups about stepping forward into the life that you desire, having it right here, right now, making the choices in this very moment of what it is that you want to embody, what it is that you want to have and be and do, and choosing it now, and showing you the way that you can actually do that. So I do that one-on-one with individuals. I do one-on-one private coaching. I do group coaching. I also have a number of different programs that I put on and have put on in the past. You can go over to my personal website, inspiredchoices.ca, 
And you can check out all of my programs there. And, um, of course, you can check out the archives here on the Inspired Choices Network where you will find well over 200 shows that I have done just on this platform alone. So that gives you a bit of an indication as to what I do in the world. And I always gift each and every person 30 minutes to see if we would be a right fit, to see if there's any questions that I can support you with or guide you with. And uh, don't hesitate to contact me. If you choose not to work with me, I have no issues with that at all. I know that there is a right fit for everyone out there whenever they're looking for a partner, when they're looking for employees, when they're looking for a coach, whatever it is. You, there's someone that works and fits for you. So I would love to hear from you if you think that possibly this might be a fit. So let's jump into tonight's show. Tonight's show is called I Failed to Speak. And what's really interesting about this, my friends, is this show, I believe, was originally to be produced uh, two weeks prior and then again last week. And there was just something in me that kept pushing it away and kept pushing it off, which is something that we often do when we have a knowing to step forward and yet um, it's overwhelming, overloading, um, it, it sends us sometimes into a spin around what is actually going to come forth. And this is exactly what this show has been doing with me um, since I thought about it and most definitely all day today. So it's, it's, it's quite fascinating to be in this space of um, speaking and looking at my life and everything that I have created and what's impacted and contributed um, to me not speaking, not moving forward, and moving forward. So it's it's a combination. It's an interesting combination that I'm going to be talking about tonight. And I would love to hear from you um, if if anything I'm saying to you speaks to you. Please do not hesitate to contact us. You come over to the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com website, uh, click on the chat room, or just call the numbers that you'll see on any of the pages, and um, come on over and you can call in the U.S. and Canada. We have direct numbers. Everyone else, we have Skype, and you can join us in the chat room. Um, so let's get into it. So <laughs> I failed to speak. Can you imagine that I failed to speak. This show will be one of the most vulnerable shows I have done to date in my many years of radio and speaking. I'll share with you exactly what was stopping me from showing up truly as me and the price that I paid. And as I said, I hope you'll join me. This was originally to be aired uh, on my birthday. So I, <laughs> my birthday was what, two weeks ago? I can't even remember. <laughs> the dates are all over the place. Or maybe it was last week. Life is, is very, very quick. Yes, it was last week. It was So it was originally supposed to be on my birthday. And then something was, again, as I was saying, um, pulling on me. So tonight, let's get into this. So <laughs> I failed to speak. So my first memories are of me biting my teeth together to hold back my tongue. I was very, very young, but that's one of my very first memories. 
From such a precious miracle, I became a child that grew into an insecure woman. The fear rose off of me <laughs> like the pungent farmer's liquid manure that signaled we were in the country every spring in my rural hometown. Kids at school would tease me and push me around, especially after I had some I had said something quote unquote stupid. Words held in for hours or days or weeks on end often bursted out of me with little grace. But here's the thing, my friends, I couldn't not speak. And yet I was petrified I would sound like an idiot. So this combination usually provided more material for others to laugh at me and tease me. It was a very challenging childhood. Um, I was one of these children that had extreme joy. And I had beautiful, beautiful babies around me growing up. I was an aunt by the time I was just seven years old. And my older siblings, so I'm the, I'm the tenth of eleven children. And my older siblings seemed to, several of them got like married within a few months or years of each other. And then they all kind of started having babies at the same time. So I was blessed with having these beautiful babies around me. And oh, man, do I love babies. And with that, I had the opportunity to play with and take care of and nurture these beautiful, beautiful beings. So I had that joy in my life and, and I loved, looking back now I can see that I loved being with them so, so much because there wasn't that energy of thinking Aunt Christine was stupid. Or she was saying the wrong thing or any kind of judgment and there was a lot in my world. So these beautiful beings <laughs> that I count as blessings in my world gave me the space to be me, at least when I was with them. <sighs> there was so many times in my life when I didn't feel like that. I want you to know before I go on the reason that I'm doing this show and the reason that I'm sharing all of this and being <laughs> extremely vulnerable. I have a knowing in me that has propelled me forward that actually was one of the key factors in me choosing to do radio and, and then most especially choosing to create this network. And that is that I believe in every fiber of my being that each and every human being that chooses to come into body has something to contribute in the world, has something to say that the way that they say it, that the way that they know to speak, someone else will hear it for the first time when that person speaks it. So there are people out there that will never hear what I have to say. It's not that they can't find me. That's not what I mean. 
I mean, they won't hear me even if they're connected to me because energetically, we don't match. Have you ever walked into a room and you met eyes with someone, and I don't mean a lover, and, and I don't mean not a lover, but have you ever just connected with someone and you just knew that you spoke the same language, that there was a instantaneous connection? Well, that's because you vibrationally are on the same wavelength. So this is one of the biggest reasons that I'm doing this show because I really want people to get this about themselves. And I want, I deeply desire for people to understand that it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter what occurred in your past. Your voice is a gift. So if you have a voice or if you can communicate in any way, please speak up. And this is what this show is truly going to be all about. I'm going to be sharing some deep spaces in my life where it got really, really uncomfortable. And then I'm going to be sharing the gift in those creations, the gift in those really shitty, shitty times in my life. So... This is not about, you know, looking at me that I'm a victim because I am not a victim. <laughs> and if you know me, <laughs> you will definitely know that's very, very strong within me. I am not a victim. Now, I've been in creation and created insanity with some people <laughs> that, um, you know, maybe at times I sounded like I was a victim to their c contribution but no, uh, I am not a victim, and you will not hear um, you will not hear that out of me that I'm looking for your sympathy. What I'm really inviting you into is to dig into what's maybe stopping you from speaking. Where did you fail to speak? And moving forward, I hope that maybe I might pop into your mind or this show might pop into your mind the next time you should feel like you shouldn't speak. <sighs> so, on those teary notes, <laughs> we're going to go for our first break. And when we get back, I'm going to dive in pretty deep. So, uh, I think I'm going to go get some Kleenex during break. <laughs> and uh, when we get back, we'll we'll see where we'll go. So, you're listening to... The Inspired Choices Radio Show on the Inspired Choices Network with myself, Christine McIver. And tonight we're talking about I Failed to Speak. We'll be right back. Many of us make choices in our lives based on our past experiences or what others believe. What would our lives be like if we made our choices based on what we desire for our futures? When you join Inspired Choices Radio Show with holographist coach Christine McIver, You'll be provoked to look at what is true and what you know but may not choose that requires your attention. Christine does not hold back and brings all her expertise during each and every show. Are you ready to create the life and the living you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices Radio Show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? 
Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with holographist coach Christine McIver. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to christine at inspiredchoices.ca. Now, back to the program. Hope you're enjoying the replay. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Sorry about that. Um, I hope that you are enjoying uh, tonight's show. And um, if you're not living live, I hope you're enjoying the replay. And you can um, reach out to me if you have any questions at all about this. So, before we went for break, I was talking about the reading for this show and and what this show really was asking of me. And now I'm I'm going to dive into many of the places and spaces where I failed to speak. So. <laughs> I want to tell you what really set all of this um, experience in my life into motion, the, the places and spaces where I failed to speak. The biggest memory that I have, the first memory that I have that had me fail to speak was when I was very, very young, I think I was about three or four years old, and someone that uh, I love very dearly um, looked at me one day when I was this exuberant, bubbly, oh, jumping all over the world <laughs> little girl. And he looked down at me, and, and I want you to understand that I'm not going to share who this person is in my life or their name, but I love this person very, very much. So he did not say this uh, out of uh, meanness or callous. It was just something that jumped out of his mouth. And he said to me, do you never stop speaking? I guess he was probably frustrated and um, <laughs> really didn't want to hear this loud little girl who was three years old going on and on and on. And um, yeah, it was that moment that I really stepped back and I really looked at um, it. Just I just held on to it. You know what I mean? I I, I put it within myself and and it really had a, a huge, huge impact to have me not speak and, and really question that this person that I adored and I looked up to and I thought was, you know, hung the moon, um, if, if he thought that I spoke too much, then I should probably, you know, stop speaking so much. And I began to question my words. I began to question every place and space where I would... I had this 
urge inside of me to speak and I would it was like there was this you know steel trap saying wait wait you better check on this you better check on this and so I started to um I started down this road of not speaking of failing to really speak up um another time that really impacted me and impacted my little body was when I was just about three years old, a friend of my brother's was babysitting myself and my younger brother, and I couldn't sleep, and I came down the stairs, and I told this person that I couldn't sleep, and he said, oh, go get your pillow, and I went upstairs, and I got my pillow, and I came downstairs, and that's the last that I remember specifically of what occurred. But what I've known and known my whole life is I was violently sexually assaulted when I was three. And I don't know for a fact how that impacted me, but I can imagine that it had me closed down, shut down. And I remember being five and waking up and running down the stairs, everybody was sleeping and running down the stairs and running around the dining room table screaming. And of course, you know, <laughs> everyone in the house jumped out of bed like, what is going on? And, and come running and they didn't know what was wrong and, and I couldn't communicate what was wrong. And um, I don't think my little five-year-old self knew to say that man hurt me. And the second time that I actually woke up, ran down the stairs, running around the dining room table screaming, they took me to the hospital and I stayed in the hospital for three days, four days. And they're trying to figure out what was wrong with me because I had really bad stomach pains and I didn't know, I didn't know what, you know, whatever it was. And how much of being taken away from my family when I was in so much pain, how much did that actually impact me? Again, I think subconsciously sending the message, you cannot speak or we're going to take you away. So that was pretty tough. And... Things, you know, things in people's lives, things in people's families. We we all have stories of what went on in our families, and mine is no different. I want you to know that I love my family very much, and I love my parents very much, and they were amazing, and they weren't perfect. There's no parent that's perfect. There's no guide. Nobody actually hands you a guide when you're about to have a child and say, okay, well, you got to make sure you don't do this and you got to make sure you do this. And I couldn't become the one that I am today without a major positive contribution from them and also contributions that were not so wonderful. There was a lot of fighting in my home. There was a lot of sadness 
and anger and frustration and confusion and abuse and alcoholism and there was so much my father struggled very deeply with who he was and trying so hard to be an amazing man. I know that he didn't think he was. He was. <laughs> he was amazing. And he tried so hard to be more than he was shown to be. And I do the same. <laughs> I try to be more than I was shown to be. And I hope that my children will try to be more than they were shown to be. I think that's about the best that we can do. There were many, many people in my family growing up. And a lot of people have said to me, well, no wonder you didn't get to speak. I don't think it was that at all. I think it was a lot of fear, a lot of worry, a lot of uncertainty and in the midst of all of that there was so many times that I just wanted to scream just scream out but I swallowed that crying for help with my choices a lot of the time and still with some of these crazy crazy choices I what I created was a lot more of chaos and a lot more of abuse in my life. And still, I failed to speak so many times. When horrific things happened, I would explode like a bomb and then come unglued from all the emotions. I would just, I would fall apart. But I really was like a pressure cooker. You know, the the all of the emotions and all of the knowing that was inside of me, wanting to break free, wanting to step forward, wanting to claim what I knew, and and I just couldn't, and then eventually it would literally blow. And a lot of times when that would happen, it didn't come out very elegantly, and it didn't, it wasn't often very kind to those around me and then what would happen is I would go deeper into my shell. I would say, see, Christine, you don't know what to say. You really should just shut up. You're blowing your life up. People don't want to be around you. People don't love you when you're like this. Stop it. If you really want to be loved, be quiet. Just sit there and be a good little girl. And that's what rolls through my head. And yet, there was so much pain with not speaking. So I had this internal fight going on within me. I bought into everybody else's thoughts and opinions being more important than mine so, so often. It was absolutely insane. As I grew up, the sexual assaults continued with one person and then another person. 
And the whole time I stayed silent. I didn't speak up. I didn't stop. I would be frozen, which is not unusual for people. I understand that. But this is the me looking at the totality of this. And when I got to, actually it was just after my 40th birthday, um, there was someone that was crossing the line with me. And when I spoke up, it destroyed relationships all around me. I wanted only to have it stop. I didn't want anyone else to know. And yet, when I spoke, this person shared it with so many others. And it just it just created so much chaos. It's been 17 years. And it's still not resolved. It's still not understood. And that's hard. That's a really big um, thing for me to carry with me. And I'm not, I know this is not my fault. And I know that me speaking was the right thing for me. And maybe there's someone that knows about this that is actually, it contributes to them. But it's still a very difficult experience to still have present in my world. You know, in all of these in all of these situations, I didn't want to hurt anyone. And I was scared of what they would say about me when I spoke up. And that was one of the biggest reasons that I didn't. I was afraid. I was still that little child that was afraid of what someone would say. So I kept silent. I failed to speak. There were so many times when I would move forward in my life and think, I'm, I'm going to be happy, I'm going to be happy in this, and I wouldn't speak up. I would totally go within again and just keep it to myself and hope to goodness that this time what I was choosing would make me happy. You know, I, I wrote a book, um, sorry, I wrote a, a chapter in a book called Old Maid Be Damned. And if you're interested in hearing that book, that chapter rather, you can go to my website and it, go to the store and you can get no cost. It's a gift. But in there you'll learn about my choices with choosing a relationship. And... The first relationship that I chose to marry with, um, I chose that relationship out of many worries and fears about what people would say and and think of me. And I failed to, to, to really speak up and call bullshit on, on what was going on with me and what was go, going on around me. I made the choice. I own it. But I know that today, no person should be choosing marriage, certainly, based on the worry about what other people would think. So, when I was in relationship with my first husband, 
there was a great deal of um, drinking, alcoholism, and he, him choosing not to be concerned about paying bills, but just blowing money left, right, and center. And for quite a long time, I kept my mouth shut, and I because I didn't want the marriage to fall apart, and I just kept it within myself to try to keep things moving forward again, worrying about what people would think. And at that point, at one point, he made a couple of choices, and it's a very long story, but he chose to slap me, strike me across the face. And it was at that moment that I picked up my six-month-old and I walked out and I chose to say no more. That was a very big choice on my part. I was a young woman of only 23 years old and it was so, so difficult. But I knew that there was no damn way I was going to put up with that bullshit. And I certainly wasn't going to have my son grow up seeing a woman being struck. So I stepped out and I started to make some better choices for myself. <sighs> I went back to school. I got, I can remember I left on a Wednesday. On a Thursday, I, rent, I rented a place. On the Friday, I moved out of my house into this apartment. On the Saturday, I sold my house. On the Monday, I bought a new car and I enrolled in school. <laughs> so I'm, that is really me. It's like, okay, get out of my way. And this is kind of a moment where I can see the real strength of me starting to explode um, with choosing. After school was complete three years later, I, um, I chose into relationship again. And I was even more determined now to keep that relationship from not falling apart. So I stayed in something that was much more abusive, much more uh, impactful, and that was to be in a relationship with a man who chose emotional, psychological, and verbal abuse that had an impact on myself and my two children as well because I chose to stay there and I chose not to speak in a way that would really contribute me to me and, and to my children. I stayed in that relationship for nine years and... Finally, when my child came to me and said, there's somebody on the phone, and I said, the phone didn't ring, and was handed the phone, and they said, your child called the suicide hotline. That was the moment that I just knew that no matter what it was, I had to leave. And... Uh, that began a really tough road of figuring out how to do this and how to move forward, but I did. I did. During so many employment relationships, the men, the employers themselves, would be inappropriate to me, and I wouldn't say anything. I was afraid. 
I would have female co-workers, oftentimes people that had more seniority than me, um, be bullying. They would actually be verbally aggressive and pretty much threatening in the way that they would speak to me. And again, I failed to speak. I failed to step up and change that for myself. When I, there was a couple of jobs where there were some pretty terrible things going on and at moments when I did speak up and say something, I was threatened that I would lose my job if I didn't keep my mouth shut. And because I had a family to raise, I was a single mother at this point, I chose to not speak. I chose to be quiet because the threat was greater than what I felt was important to say. And by the way, I was wrong. Eventually, in most of these situations, two in particular that I can remember, eventually I was able to get the words out and speak up for myself and say, no more. No. And it felt good to say what I needed to say, but I wished now that I'd have said something sooner. The last corporate job that I had, I actually had an employee who didn't like that I had the position I had. So I was her her boss. I was the director of human resources. She had a university education and one year of college because she couldn't get a job with her university education. So she got the college job and then um, I hired her. I interviewed a number of people and she was just so dynamic and I really felt a great match and from you know about three months in she felt she shouldn't be doing the job that I hired her to do that she should have more responsibilities and you know and that she should have this and that and all the rest of it and I said you know <laughs> it's going to come it's going to come and um, she felt that I was keeping her down and I was stopping her from growing Actually, I was expecting her to do her job that she was getting paid for. Well, she chose to turn around and speak to um, speak to colleagues and to my boss, to my superior, and all the while was backstabbing me. So things got very intense in that position, and I didn't quite understand, you know, how the train got off the tracks. And I had my suspicions, but again, <laughs> I failed to speak and speak to what was going on and again worried that you know I'd finally gotten a great job and I didn't want to screw this up and through this process of all this so much chaos I had a breakdown and I went off on sick leave medical sick leave and um, a couple of days later a friend of mine that I was speaking to who had been fired two days after I had left, said, uh, yeah, we're in the same boat. Boat, we both got fired. And I said, no, I did not get fired. And he was told a week before I left that I was 
on the chopping block as soon as I completed some work. So what did I know? And thank you, <laughs> thank you, body, <laughs> for getting me out of there. Eventually, I had my say with what they did, and um, they certainly paid the price for the way that they treated me. There's been times as well with perspective, pardon me, perspective clients and customers where I swallowed what I knew to be true and I didn't speak up because I was afraid that they wouldn't choose me. There's been times when people were hosts here on the network and they would treat me, mistreat me, or, you know, um, walk away without completing their contractual agreements and I really had no recourse but I knew somewhere ahead of them choosing that that it wasn't the right fit but again I was in fear about what they would choose so I failed to speak up. There has been so many times there has been so many places and spaces in my world where I am very cautious with what I say, where I really think about what I'm going to say and how I'm going to say it and then what they might say and I roll this around in my head and I, you know, I should have a headache 24-7, I'll just tell you that because I am never stopping thinking about what if, what could happen, what might happen, what likely will happen and the impact that it will have on my life and that I will blow my life up once again. So you can see that this has been quite a roller coaster in my life and it has been a difficult time going through the motions of all of this and and reliving it right now and sharing it. But there's major, major gifts in all of this. Major gifts in all of this. And when we get back from our commercial break, I'm going to share those with you and I'm going to share some of the things that you can be doing if even a little bit of this speaks to your experiences as well. So you're listening to the Inspired Choices radio show here on the Inspired Choices Network with myself, Christine crying MacIver <laughs> tonight. We're talking about I failed to speak. We'll be right back. Many of us make choices in our lives based on our past experiences or what others believe. What would our lives be like if we made our choices based on what we desire for our futures? When you join Inspired Choices Radio Show with holographist coach Christine MacIver, You'll be provoked to look at what is true and what you know but may not choose that requires your attention. Christine does not hold back and brings all her expertise during each and every show. Are you ready to create the life and the living you truly desire? Listen for Inspired Choices Radio Show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you ready to have pleasure with your business? Yes, I said pleasure with your business. The pleasure of business a la carte will surprise you with topics like meet yourself in the boardroom, 
money, services, and you. Expand your visibility. The pleasure of communication. The pleasure of Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Christine McIver has so much pleasure with business and loves teaching all things business. Beginning a new business? Desiring to expand a current business? Or looking to resurrect a business that has been dormant? This program will get you fired up and bring more pleasure than you have ever imagined. Exhausted with your excuses for not creating a phenomenal business? Join now for all the pleasure with business. Pleasure of Business a la carte gives you total choice for what you desire and what your business requires. That's 24 weeks of different topics to choose from with weekly calls, audio and video recordings, and PDFs. This class will have you dive right in and use tools to create the business that has been speaking to you. Go to inspiredchoices.ca for full details or join the Facebook page Pleasure of Business a la carte. Now is the time for you and your business. This is Inspired Choices Radio Show with holographist coach Christine McIver. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to christine at inspiredchoices.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> it's been uh, quite a show tonight. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about I Failed to Speak, or I've been sharing some incredibly vulnerable moments in my life and uh, still apparently moving through them, which is all good, which is all good. So what I really wanted to get to tonight, and I'm sorry that we only have a few minutes remaining, but this is really, really important, and I hope you will lean in and and continue to listen. What is the gift in everything that I've created in my life? What is the gift that contributed to being who I am and who I am moving into being more and more every day? One of the biggest things I know is that through our challenges, we become the strength for those who will walk the same path we have walked. I know that my voice, you listening right now, will contribute to you, to someone out there, to support them to move forward. You see, I I know we're all teachers and I know we're all leaders. We just maybe don't know who we're teaching or who we're leading for. And so, for me, I I would have been okay in my life had all of these challenges not come forth. And I can see that in the people that I grew up with, people that were my peers. But you see, I was meant for something else. I was meant for something more than to be a housewife on a farm. Nothing wrong with being a housewife on a farm, so don't get mad at me. But this was not my path. My path was something different. And I would not have broken forward into the woman, the being, the leader that I am today had I not been forced to speak. You see, a lot of times, that's exactly the catalyst that's required is through 
some crazy, crazy life experiences. We are broken wide open. Not that we are broken, but like the butterfly, we are released out of the cage so that we can really fly. You see, the butterfly is my the butterfly is my symbol for my business. I actually have it as a tattoo on my body because it reminds me so much of how much I have broken forward through my containers that have held me back. But through all of that, I have become more and more and more of who I am. And I continue to choose that again and again and again. So, not all of the choices that I have made are bad because, you see, they actually contributed massively to who I am. One of the greatest things that this has actually created for me is for me to be willing to be vulnerable. For me to continue to lean in and choose to speak up in an effort to create the life that I desire. You see, when you've come through as much as I've come through, there is a turning point. And for each of us, it can show up you know, in its own way. But there is was a turning point in my life where I just said, no more. No more will I not speak up. I was in, after my marriage, my second marriage ended, uh, which was a thank God moment in my life. Um, I chose to pull myself out of relationships altogether. I literally um, said no, no more to men in my life. And I was 14 years of saying no. And I really thought that that was it, that this was going to be my lot in life, that that was going to be the end of my <laughs> relationship story. And it it's not the end of my relationship story, but after choosing again to go into relationship, I was in a relationship for several years in which I was, again, so afraid of this person saying they didn't want to be with me that I kept my mouth shut even though I was incredibly sad, I was incredibly frustrated, I was incredibly lonely in what I was allowing. And it finally came to a pivotal moment of, of the choice that he made that I said, no, absolutely no. Never again, no matter what, no. And... The wonderful person that I have in my life today that I'm incredibly grateful for, um, he would not recognize that woman because that's not the woman I choose to be. I I told him right from the very beginning that I will speak when I have something to say and I will tell you when I am not happy. And... What's different today is that as I continue to practice speaking, 
I'm able to deliver whatever it is that's bothering me, whatever it is that's tugging on me. I'm able to deliver it with kindness. I'm able to deliver it with graciousness and understanding and and allowance for whatever anyone chooses. And that is one of the greatest gifts when you cultivate your voice and you continue <coughs> pardon me to cultivate your voice. It does become easier and easier. Now there are still moments of difficult conversation. But I now have the ability, the strength, the fortitude to know, to absolutely know that I will move through it with grace and I will move through it with honoring whoever it is I'm having the conversation with. Learning to speak, learning to say yes to me sometimes means saying no to someone else. Above all of that, knowing that my voice is valuable in the world and that my voice makes a difference, I get to show other people that they too, whatever they're creating in their lives, their voice matters in the creation of their life. Thank you so very much for being with me today. Thank you for holding the space for me. I am incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. And if you are struggling or you know someone that's struggling in any of these areas I've shared tonight, it would be my honor to support you or support them. I'm not sure what next week's show will be, but I'm sure it will be another (laughs) humdinger. (laughs) Until then, my friends, please remember you can always make another choice. Be kind to you. Until next time. Thank you for choosing to listen to Inspired Choices Radio Show. Christine McIver will return next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, be willing to choose what you really desire. This is your life.